0: Hey there, I'm Mel Gerns and this is the Emotions Podcast, your how-to podcast for navigating your way through life's crazy maze. Today, we delve into the very easy to understand yet pretty much misunderstood topic of self-compassion. What is it? What is it not? How do we do it with the right dose of balance and how should and can we extend it to other people? Stick with me through this episode to find out, but first, here's a poem to reflect on before anything else. I bet you're gonna love it, so you know what? Let's get into it! This poem is titled, I Cut Me Some Slack. Listen. Hear me out. Okay, maybe don't stare at me like that, but hear me out anyways. It's scary out here. It's fun, but it's scary. I want to be multiple things, I want to do multiple things, and for that reason, I'm breaking my back for what seems to be an unending battle between my thoughts and my actions. I subject myself to all these pressures, trying to find the right voice out of all these many voices in and around my head. I'm working. It's working but it looks so stale and stagnant. I chase perfection like a shadow on the wall but it slips through my fingers. An illusion and that's all. What if I'm not doing enough? Not breaking my back enough? What if I'm just being too lazy? What if I hate myself? Mm, Scratch that, I don't hate myself, but what do I say to myself when things get difficult and shaky? Do I just boot? Or do I loot out the thought like thorns that seem to pierce my bubble of hope? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I do. I acknowledge them, thank them for their time, and slam their faces into the door. That's right. I slam their faces into the door so their stain serves as a deterrent to any other negative ideas lurking around, hoping to get a dance with my brain. I'm not one that speaks foul words to myself. I'm mindful of every feeling and every thought. Literally, no thoughts can freely get into my subconscious without inspection. I decide to chill but not entirely forget about my responsibilities. I am responsible for every thought and action. I cut me some slack when I need to. I decide to pause and breathe, to embrace all the flaws, and to really understand that life has its own laws. Welcome to the Emotions Podcast. Um, As mentioned earlier, we're talking about self-compassion. And I must say, it's a really dicey topic. This is most likely the third time I'm recording this. Um, First two times recorded and it was just... uh, You know, the first time I didn't feel it. The second time it was good, really. Then I realized, oh, I had a lot of problems with my sound. I beat myself up so much. I said, well, I was supposed to put out an episode in November. You know, and November passes and I haven't put out an episode. And it was just like really eating me up. must say, I haven't been here for a minute. And I'm just really sorry because honestly, I have been wanting to do this, you know, very consistently and put myself out there and just, like, really help myself to help everyone else. Just have this whole thing of, what if it's not enough? So I just decided I'm going to talk about self-compassion. I'm going to write a poem about that and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to let my perfectionist self take the L today. And I'm going to just, you know, free, freely vibe. I'm a vibe out today. <laughs> Yeah, most people just have this idea that when you say self, then it means, oh, care about yourself and no one else. It's this whole distorted mentality that is growing on the internet and so fast that people don't even know what compassion, love, care for self and others really is. They'll be like, well, if I'm doing it and it doesn't work, then it's just that. If I'm, if I'm trying to work hard, then it doesn't work, then I hate myself or I'm a loser. But you're not. Most often, I feel like in this generation, we're really quick to coil up when we face little challenges. It's like, okay, I'm doing this. I get a setback. Okay, I'm not going to record for a week. I'm not even put, putting, I'm not even shading anymore. I'm literally talking to myself. Like, I'm recording. I have a problem. Oh, then I'm not going to record till the next week. Like, little tiny bits of lack of self-compassion for ourselves. Because you end up beating yourself up and calling yourself all these names. It is scary to just really trust yourself. It is scary to trust that you're going to do this. When you feel like you're doing this alone, you don't have anyone to hold your hand, and you literally have to do it by yourself, it is scary to trust your decisions. Because honestly, you don't even know how it's going to lead. Or where it's going to lead you. Most of the time we know how to be there for everybody but ourselves. Everyone. Everyone but ourselves. If we were to be going through like a mental breakdown, we would say words, bad words to ourselves. But if someone else was going through that, we would know all the right words to say to them. When it comes to emotions basically, everything just boils down to being aware of yourself. Self-awareness is saying, well, I am aware that I am a short person, so I'm not going to try to do too much. When I need help, I ask for it. I'm I'm not coming for short people, (laughs) y'all. But I hope you get what I mean. You kind of analyze where you're going wrong, and if you can fix it, you have control over it, you do it. If you don't have control, you just work through what you can work through. I think that's like the whole point of self-compassion. Being kind to yourself. And acknowledging that you make mistakes. I recently came in touch with one of one amazing woman in my life. And, you know, that was something she was working hard to get. And it really didn't come through. And she was so frustrated that it kind of blocked the fact that she had to enjoy herself. And I really was able to understand her because I am a perfectionist as she is. like I... Want it to be perfect, or else I'm not putting it out. I want the audio to be good, or else I'm not putting. It. I want to be in the. I want to have it good, or else I'm not putting it out. I do. I did understand her so much, and it kind of just made me reflect on myself as well. Why am I holding back from recording? Why am I holding back from just talking? Because when I started, I was just talking. I was just sharing me with you guys. But then I started to feel like maybe I should just, you know, do a lot more than I'm doing. And it took me away from connection to just, you know, doing content because I got to do content. But I don't want to do content because I have to do content. And creativity is a crazy thing because you're not always going to feel or have that creative spurt. There's going to be days where you have to get things done, but you just, you're... (laughs) You're not in the right place, and it's it's calm as long as you acknowledge that you're not in the right place, and you realize that, well, it's priorities, and you still have to get it done. Way to go, as young people in this generation, it's easier for us to just recline into just isolation. Okay, so basically, you you know you said something that was wrong, you did something that was wrong. Being self-aware made you realize, oh, you were wrong, and then you just want to be like, okay, I'm going to ghost everybody. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to say, I'm just going to ghost everybody because nobody really gets me. The thing you don't understand is we're all humans and we share the same experiences. It wouldn't be in the same degrees, but it would be the same experiences. That's how I know what fear is like. That's how I know what anxiety feels like and I can talk about it and you can feel it too because you have been there. I don't have to go through the same experiences as you to know what fear or laughter or joy is. So we share an experience. It is easier for us today to just recline because ironically, we are connected on the internet but we're not connected in person. Like the internet, you have control. Like if somebody is doing a video that is boring, you're just going to swipe. You're just going to, you know, scroll up. If something makes you happy, you can watch it as many times as you want. But in real life, you can't stop someone from having an anxiety attack. You can't stop someone from being angry. You know, you have to process those emotions. And because our brain loves the comfort, okay, of not processing emotions, just going through everything, like dopamine and serotonin, like, every two seconds, it's pretty hard for us to come to terms with ourselves in real life to just really understand that we're angry or we're frustrated and we're going to process those feelings. It's like we just want to get away from the anger. We want to get away from the sadness. We just want to be happy. And ironically, it makes us more sad because you're human, okay? And we don't live in a perfect world. You're never going to fully be happy every single time. You're going to have to process even your happiness. Uh, the point where you can't process your happiness for so long. And one moment you're happy and you want another moment that's happy. You can't even process those things. There's this whole overstimulation that's going on with all of us young people. Especially because we're on social media. And we kind of take that mindset to real life like we can control everything like i can control and like you know why got why do you have to be mad that i did something wrong you know but if it was on the internet i could just block the comment or you know we can't even take a good word from our friends like oh i think you should do this this way because it'll look better we get mad Because we're so used to seeing so much hate and so much, you know, backlash on the internet. it feels so normal to us. Like we've been desensitized, very much desensitized. And it's hard, okay? Like humans are not supposed to be conditioned that way, but we are. So first of all, you can't even feel for yourself, let alone feel for other people. You're supposed to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you can't feel, you can't touch, if you can't inhale something, like you can't process, you want to be able to process your friend's grief. You'd actually want them to quickly get out of that grief. I realized that thing about me some time ago. It was actually called up by one of my friends. They said, sometimes you make me feel like I should just only talk to you when I'm good. And... I was mad at that because I'm like, well, I'm I'm the most compassionate person you could ever have. But I actually reflected, realized it didn't have to do. Like, intention. my intentions are so pure, but my actions and my words are so different because what? I'm so used to being happy. Or not happy, just seeing happy stuff. Like, if I don't see the happy thing, I'm just going to... Mm-mm. If I, my brain doesn't have the happy chemicals, I don't even have to say brain can you do something about it my brain is gonna throw a tantrum my ego is gonna throw a tantrum and it's up to me to really like you know counter that i don't know so much for guys but i'm gonna speak for the girls especially when it comes to seeing other women on the internet with healthy lives having a workout routine having the ideally perfect body Having the best partner, having the best house, you know, just certain things. And this person is probably in her 30s and you're like 16 and you're already like depressed because you can't have those things. The thing about comparing yourself to people is that you never were there when they were having them behind the scenes moments. You're only seeing their highlight reels. Like you're really just seeing the part where they actually have worked hard and are reaping the fruits of their success. But if you were there to see them suffer through the hard times, maybe you would actually not cry. You'd actually be thankful of where you are. When I was seventeen I used to really compare myself silently. It wasn't like a oh I wanna be like her. It was like okay she's cute. I wish I was like her. I remember losing a love weight because I wanted to have this body type and I never really took the right precaution or the right workouts. It was just, okay, I'm going to lose weight because I'm tired of people calling me a fatty. Looking back at that, it was just, well, I was young and I made very stupid decisions. But I do realize now that I don't have to be like anyone else. I love what I look like. I love that I'm 5'8". And half I guess <laughs> or five night I love that I um I speak like this I love that my body looks a certain type of way because I'm not trying to put myself in that space where I would be insecure or I would say hateful things to myself and then my mind is gonna grasp and die mind you ever since you were born there's been a lot of negativity that has been around you and so you're conditioned to easily receive that so whenever there has to be something positive going on you have to say it so many times to yourself you have to visualize it you have to do whatever because it's easier for you to get the negative stuff into your head than any positive so I'd rather actually use that time that I would be loathing that I was this person or that person to actually love who I am because guess what when you are full when your cup is full and you're pouring for other people you don't even have time to think about uh, you're always asking because you're a gift that keeps giving but also keeps refilling. I don't believe in Santa but let's just use that analogy. You see in cartoons, he's giving out gifts but there's always production going on behind the scenes. That's what we should be doing. Like we should be loving ourselves enough to be able to spread it across to everybody. Whether they hate us or they don't, we, we're just secure in ourselves. Learn to understand that you are you. You are you. God really loved you so much that he created you the way you are. There's people that want what you have. Now, you don't have time to care about what someone wants. Okay, what you have that someone wants. Because you're 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 focused on building what you are already having. Or what you feel like you don't even have enough of. Do you understand? The time you would use to focus on, oh, I wish I was like that. I wish I had that buddy. You could actually... Spend that time into really putting yourself in the right mental state. I don't know how many of you have heard of the SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now, when it comes to opportunities and threats, it's very intriguing to me because you could kind of turn your threats into opportunities. Tune it into that place or that frequency where it doesn't have to be a burden to you or other people. Where you can still be yourself. If you feel like you can't be self-compassionate, you could try self-reflecting. You know, look at your past actions, things that you did in the past. Look at, my friend will say, patterns um, of your actions. What's that common thing that always comes out? Do you have to look at it? Well, you do because it kind of causes you to do certain things that you don't want it or you don't mean to do. You could be empathetic or you could try to be more empathetic. You could actually lose empathy for people. You could also get it back. It's like a muscle, just you work it. Like if you get jealous every time you see someone do better than you, try being happy for them. It would feel like you're faking it in the beginning, but it would be worth it because eventually you're actually going to start feeling. You're going to start thinking positively you're gonna start feeling you're gonna start acting positively you're not gonna be jealous you would be more supportive because you you worked that muscle and here's one thing i'm gonna say you should get comfortable with being uncomfortable you should get comfortable with seeing that you're not always gonna be the best you're not always gonna be the greatest and it's gonna be hard as well to be who you are today because you're still gonna have to work learn and unlearn, and we learn a lot of things. But you don't have to get comfortable staying in the slums, or even comfortable being in that, you know, place that you've always wanted to be. Because once you start to get comfortable, you start to recline. Because you're like, well, I worked hard. I worked out for six months straight, and now I have my buddy goals. So I'm just gonna stop working out. I'm sorry, you're gonna go back to being a bomb <laughs> like you'll just you will not see it one day it would just be like oh yeah buddy goes whatever but eventually and i feel like that's just how life works the law of nature that's just how it is like you just got to keep growing and doing what you're doing you never have a final form the human mind is restless the human being is restless Thank you guys for sticking through with me till the end of the episode. I'm pretty sure you picked something from this episode which you can apply and share with the people that you truly, dearly love. For the people that have been supporting this podcast since the beginning, I just want to take time and say thank you so much. And if you're a new listener, I love you. And thank you for sticking till the end of today's episode. You can stay in touch with me at Emotions.com underscore the underscore podcast on instagram and i'm open to hear your stories about how you know easy or how difficult it was for you to be compassionate to someone or even yourself and need i tell you our podcast was featured as the 11th ranked podcast show in the category of self-improvement for apple Podcasts in ghana and i was so excited to hear that information Yeah, just wanted to share that with you. You guys have really been doing so amazing. Once again, I'm grateful for being here to share today's episode with you. Thank you for listening. Until the next episode, I'll see y'all. Bye!